to listen to Record Night. I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And what do we do here, Record Night? Well, we draw a theme from a hat. Then we each pick a record that we think matches said theme. Mm-hmm. We show it off. We talk about it. We review it. And yeah, just hang out. That's, that sounds good, man. <laughs> sounds yeah. like exactly what we do. Good job. <laughs> but um, if you want to get a hold of us, maybe they have theme ideas or they want to be featured on an artist's show or they want to be a guest, you know, maybe we'll do that sometime. Uh, how can they get a hold of us? Yeah, we're pretty much all over. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash record night. Mm-hmm. We are on Instagram at record night pod. We are on Twitter at record underscore night. Is mm-hmm. that correct? That's right. And you can email us at recordnightpod, all one word, at gmail.com. Yeah, we're everywhere. And, like, we're, we're, we're easy to get hold of. Like, like seriously, if you send us an email, you'll probably get, a, you know, a uh, reply back almost immediately. So, exactly. <laughs> we're, and I feed a lot of pigeons and crows, so if you just drop your yeah. your questions to any random <laughs> bird you see, I'm sure it'll make it to me at yeah. some point. Yeah. You know, the last I, – I, this is true, I think – um, the last carrier pigeon that was the last one that they had was like it died in World War One. No more carrier pigeons after that. Really? Yeah, that blows my mind. I thought they were still around. You know? Yeah, maybe it's just hard to do vast networks of them because how they work is they only know one other location. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they go back true. and forth between, so it's like you have to. You also have to catch the pigeon. Maybe. I, I imagine that's not too hard. It, but it makes you wonder if they're. If they're still relevant, like would we would still use them? You know, they did in John Wick. Three. <laughs> Are you looking for John Wick four? I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just. Man, I like those movies. I do too. Uh, but our our theme today is not a John Wick movies. It's just dance. Correct. Yeah. And um. I- and if you came here looking for the latest club banger <laughs> you came came the wrong place. Place. yeah because i i I, remember, I don't remember i don't know who remember who came up with this topic it could have been me it could have been you but uh i didn't have a record in mind when i wrote it down i figured i would and i just i i talked to my brother about it and he said you're choosing this one right i'm like yeah i guess i am <laughs> so yeah which what it what it uh what what are we going to talk about from you oh we're talking about you would not use different damage um, cool. And then I brought yeah. Secret Chiefs 3's uh, Book M. Book M, yeah. Book M. Man. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is, uh, this is is a long time coming. It's been a while since we sat down and done, like, a full episode. I think... Like, yeah, we had, you know, like, an album of the year. Yeah. At the end of the year, we did our little, like, resolution thing. Yeah. We had, gosh, I think the last, like, we're recorded one with sophomore slump yeah yeah and then uh you know we had our guest episode that just came out yeah yeah it would yeah. so i mean by the time you hear this it would have come out a couple of weeks ago <laughs> but, um, exactly i'm pretending like this is the future okay when yeah. somebody's listening to this yeah so yeah uh so this is episode 43 i think correct uh, yes it is okay cool because uh episode episode 44 no 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 damn it it's episode 44 it is yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Episode forty-four. <laughs> I wrote episode forty-four thinking I was wrong, <laughs> but I guess it is. Yeah. One 44. one day we'll get this on track. I think this will be like the third or fourth time <laughs> that we've posted the uh, the wrong wrong episode number. This is gonna be really like out. it's really technical information. But every time I upload it to our uh, hosting site, uh, and I have to put like you know season number and episode number, 
and I have to make mm-hmm. sure that I have to make sure I include as many episodes as an episode number. Like, like, like. So instead of being forty four, it's like forty eight or forty nine when mm-hmm. I put it in there. So I want to show up in order. And not that I don't know. I mean, people probably pick and choose, right? Like, I don't, I don't imagine for anyone starting from episode one going up, right? Hey, they might. Yeah, they might. Uh, it might gonna, be someone who's been here since the beginning. I know. Nice. Those people are nice, aren't they? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I chose Q and I use different damage. Uh, Q and I U. Uh, we, we talked about them on what? Uh, oh, wasted potential episode. Um, was that wasted potential? It was. Uh, okay. Or was that? Doesn't sound like the rest. No, I I'm I'm actually one percent certain of wasted potential because I checked earlier today. To make okay. sure. <laughs> yeah, so we talk about can I use your third record different damage? Uh not different mm-hmm. damage, uh power on that episode. Um correct. And again, it's not necessarily it wouldn't necessarily bad record, but it's nothing near as good as the one I chose today. Different damage. Uh mm-hmm. Q you are where where a mm, post hardcore, post punk dance punk band, I guess best way to put it, on Discord Records. Um this one was released in two thousand two. So going back 20 years ago uh, for this picture. Oh, it is now, yeah. I know. Um, it was engineered and produced by the amazing Ian Mackay of Fugazi and Final oh, Threat fame. Nice. Uh, and Don Z- Zintera. I don't know who that is, though. Probably should have done the research on. Fugazi. Of Don Zintera fame. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's <laughs> he's worked with Fugazi and mostly Discord stuff. Um, and uh, and so, Discord being the uh, the record label, not the uh, group chat. App. Exactly, Discord the, the predates that by probably a good 30, 40 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Discord. Uh, and I, you know, I, th- I think just this year, and I think you put it together too. Discord stands for DC, which is based in DC. The Discord DC. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's I I put together. I thought you did, but I guess now you're thinking about it. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> you and not you are. Uh, they were. Um, this is the first record they done when they dismissed their basis when they're just a trio. Um, uh, now this lineup is John Davis, Harris Carr, Chris Richards. Um, John Davis does drums, Carr does guitar, vocals, synths, and Chris Richards does guitar, vocals, and synths. And I'm almost sure there's some basses, bass in here. But they didn't know there that. has to be bass. I, I took notes and wrote this is a cool bass thing. So unless they like pitched the guitar down, they had to have done like bass overdubs or something. Yeah, because because. Yeah, we'll talk. We're about not a session musician. Yeah, we'll talk about this one big time when it comes to uh, the sound of this thing. Um, and uh, you not you, this will be the la- like last episode I mentioned them on because I, I I don't see a universe where I talk about the first one, no kill, no beep beep, unless I su- sort of fall in love with it all of a sudden. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> like like oh, I like this record a lot now. And uh, be fair, I haven't listened to it a lot, so I, I might I might you know I'm gonna go back and yeah, maybe it's time for a revisit. Maybe it's time. One. But yeah, I didn't honestly oh, for our theme coming up. That's just beep. Yeah, be in there. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's a good theme. I write that down. Um, but um, <laughs> no, like, like, so I didn't think that we get through the first fifty episodes. And I, I honestly, when we started, I didn't think about it. But I was thinking, I mean, when might they bring up Q and I? You now I'm down to both the records I like by them are now in the ether, in the episode. So, right, they're out there. Yeah, so. Good, um, good times, guys. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Q and I, you, uh, different damage. Uh, like I said, it was released, recorded back uh, 2002. I That's about the time I got into them. I remember when I bought this record, this was the record that all my friends would ask to borrow. <laughs> like, oh, really? Or they'd ask me to play so many animal calls as long as I can in my truck when we're driving around. 
but uh, you know what? I want to I want to go ahead and start this talking about this record. So I'm gonna play the sampler right now. I know it's a little early. Let's hear it. And uh, this is a Q and use different different. You can find on Spotify or you know all other streaming platforms. And here we right. go. Here we go. E V A B O R A T E at daylight. That was a different damage like you and not you. Uh, so I'm com- so. Did you see why I chose this for dance? Like off no, the top? I was. In fact, I wrote down. Uh, how is this a dance record? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, if I were to guess, okay, yeah. if I were to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. It's a dance punk album, maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I got. Okay. So. Um, I, I honestly thought that basically the first half of this record to me is the dance record. When it comes to like how, I don't want to say slam dance because that's not the right word, but to me, to me the, these all the, all these are very f- rhythm focused to me. Like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the, I mean, the drumming in this is to me fantastic. Um, it's a really good drum album. It's a, it's got lots of shuffling beats. It's got, it's got, it's driving and even then it's just, to me, it's, I, I, if I were to pick a record to dance to, besides Power, which is their last one, uh-huh. I, in my record collection, and I guess some Sam and Paul, which to me is not. I mean, I guess you could pick some Sam and Paul records to dance record, right? Yeah, there's there's probably a couple dancey tracks yeah. there. To me, to me, if I'm looking at dance punk, this is it. And um, okay, yeah. So like, people want to say yeah, yeah, or I think some early liar stuff, but to me, this to me, this is a dance punk record. Um, I've never found dance punk very danceable, yeah. but it is a recognizable genre. And so did you hear it in this? 
I heard dance punk yeah, yeah. in this. Okay. But it like it's one of those like I, dance punk as a whole I probably couldn't dance to. Okay. Not that I could dance generally, okay. but um I mean I I certainly liked it. Okay, cool. And I like dance like I and I like dance punk and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, but it's not something you're like, ooh, dance punk, can we pick up this record right now? Same for me. I'm not I'm not but the you know you to me this is a dance punk record and it that there's some dancey part to it. I think Seth Soft Pyramid's right when he goes into the uh shuffling beat. Mm-hmm. You can start doing the the hip swivel or whatever they do when they dance. Yeah. Getting a little <laughs> yeah. getting jiggly. So um what was your first thoughts when seeing when hearing this? Like did you have heard of you know, before, obviously from power. Yeah, I th- I think I liked this more than um power. Oh yeah, I definitely one percent do. Like I preferred question. this one. Uh it also does something really cool just kinda like throughout the album. Mm-hmm. Um, where it pans the guitars hard to either ear. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing like intricate interplay, but you yeah. can hear how they're doing it. I think the, the only other band I can really think of that does something similar with the production style and interlocking stuff would be like Don Caballero. Yeah. Uh, like we listened to earlier this year, or, or not this year, it's the beginning of the year, <laughs> but earlier in our run, um, what burns never returns. Yeah. Are you and they do that same thing where they pan the guitar super hard yeah. on either side. And then they, one of them's like hyper distorted, but you can hear how they're playing off each other. Cause you can isolate it to an ear. Will Don Cab show up on this uh, podcast, that uh, podcast sooner or later, more Don Cab or just yeah, that? Probably. Okay. Yeah. They, so- ha- they have more albums than uh, people give them credit <laughs> for. <laughs> Cause people don't like anything after American Don, but, uh, one of the things yeah, I they like, might show up again. One of the things I liked about this, a lot of people were like scared that they dismissed their bassist, but I think mm. I think it forced them to get super creative with this record. Because um, there's, I some, mean, that's what it seems like for yeah. sure. Uh, but you want to go for track by track, and then we'll go general thoughts, I guess, at the end of it. Um, yeah, for sure. Starting with uh, Soft Pyramids. Um, when I bought this record, I thought this this was the weirdest <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, like it was weird to me because uh, it does. This album does kind of have that, especially for the time it came out has that quality of, like, this could be the first weird thing you listen to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's it's weird because because we noticed this. I, I think you noticed this last time. He and I, you, he and I, you lyrics don't really mean anything. <laughs> like, yeah, they seem very, like, stream of consciousness, but they have a... Um, they'll hit, like, really cool lines every yeah. so often like yeah. almost like they're happening into something cool yeah um because it doesn't seem like the stuff connects very often but there are like there's still good lines here which yeah. i really enjoy like um the soft is raising the firm ceilings like i i i like this record a lot and i, I remember i uh i bought it for a uh interest a little interest and i, mm-hmm. I remember like that like after they received it I saw them change all their live journal like comments to like lyrics from the song. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. like, you know, like, like you can try to comment, it'll say yes, maybe no. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> but, um, I like, I like the like spelling lyrics in it. I think that's pretty cool because mm-hmm. they like, they'll change up how they sing, but yeah, they, they spell out soft pyramids at one point. Yeah, I'm at um, the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> so a TPY. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think they do the same thing with like the word diseases. D I Z C. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Patterns A L W. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird song, like getting into weird music. But uh, of course, you got into way weirder stuff 
probably sooner than I did. But to me, like to the I think to the layperson, this is a weird record with weird songs. I think I mean I still think it's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't necessarily have to be a layperson to hear that. Uh, you know, there's interesting stuff going on here. That's because I I don't think I've ever heard anything like this. No, I've never. I, I mean, like, there's stuff that comes close, and I recognize it as like a jazz punk thing, or not jazz punk, dance punk. But it it definitely hits its own stride and yeah. sits in its own zone. Yeah, in the uh, bone zone. <laughs> the bone zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so most most of the songs on this record do not have a traditional verse, chorus, verse, chorus sort of Mm-mm. thing. No, they they all sort they of they have verses and choruses, but it's definitely not you yeah. know, it's a normal A B A B. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and it's strange, but uh, that brings us into the most immediately likable song on this record, um, to me at least, was "So Many Animal Calls." Um, yeah, it's got this kind of really cool echoey guitar on it, mm-hmm. and it actually opens at least for me, sounding like a liar's song. Like yeah, we mentioned I get them that. a little. I earlier. definitely get that. I do get that for sure. Um, like later liars, because like early liars, they were dance punk, and then they became like this experimental something. They're you, like, band collective. So, They're really interesting. Do you but like Sister World? That that record by Liars, the only one I'm really familiar with. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> there are parts of it. I'm like, it's it's a spooky record. That one, that one by mm-hmm. by Liars, it's kind of spooky. And maybe they'll show up one day. And I, I don't know if. Liars will probably show up at some point, but it used that was my entry point. But I think they have, they certainly have better albums. Yeah, so one of the things I want to mention about uh, I knew what I lost my train of thought. I thought like working out before this would would clear my head, and that's not the case. I'm, oh god, I'm, working out does the exact yeah, I'm opposite. Struggling to me. right now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so many animal calls. Uh, this was the song that if I was riding in the car with my friends. They like they'd want to hear this, and then after that, ghetto music by Outkast. But, but these two, interesting. Songs, yeah, these two songs specifically. Um, uh, but it's it's a it's a fast driving song. It's got it's a weird sounding song. Like I I I I would struggle to find the guitar tone on this one because it, it's got a trim ones. It's like this weird electronic sound that is a guitar. And I don't think it's a synth, um, at all. But it, it's. It's also a song that's kind of devoid of bass. I wonder if that's because they lack a bass player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but yeah, you were talking about interlocking. That's throughout the song, the whole thing. Yeah, this was the first one I actually wrote interlocking guitar chords on. Yeah. Like you can hear them like playing off of each other. Um, song seems to be kind of like about what it's like at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Just kind of like observing what's around you and putting like a weird kind of like metaphorical spin on it. I think my favorite um, line is it's no safari now. <laughs> like, like, oh, my favorite line was sense as in smells makes sense out loud. <laughs> oh, the very, very last sense line. Makes sense out loud. <laughs> da, da, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that idea. Someone calls this, some, this is a song that like, Immediately, I heard it. I'm like, this song's killer. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get into air conditions, which is kind of like the soft song of the record, like the first soft. Like I put, yeah, quote, it's soft. more of a it's, mellow it's, song. Yeah, mellow song. Come on, where are you? But um, <laughs> but I love, I like the guitar on this. They do kind of, I don't know if I want to call it like expanded techniques, but maybe like stuff you don't really hear very much. But it's like you've got this like raking the strings yeah. kind of sound and then like the guitars are doing this like kind of like call and response yeah yeah that was thing, cool. you know across the across the spectrum yeah it's um 
it's an interesting song. It's also, it also it, it has that. I like the outro. What's the, the what to or what to smell, what to hear, what to sense, what to touch, what to smell, all that stuff. Um, I in the song, like like, like most Q not songs, you know, songs it doesn't really mean that much. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really. Mean yeah, there's it doesn't seem uh really to like connect to anything, but it it you know it has some like cool things and it seems like they're like maybe trying to get at something yeah yeah like there's uh there's a part where it's like the lines are kind of starting off with like carved in trees written in leaves signed in piss yeah trust me <laughs> we've seen it <laughs> but, um, it's like <laughs> yeah so uh that's actually the first they mentioned piss twice in this record i'm not gonna say the piss word because i only use that but there's no fuck word in this record but they say piss twice which is weird <laughs> to me uh, uh, yeah, I think both of our albums are relatively uh, clean. Yeah. You can buy them if you're. You could probably buy them at Target if Target sold them. Yeah, yeah, unedited. Yeah, yeah, or Walmart would need them, maybe. Right? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't. Uh, the oh, first oh, first uh, album I ever bought was a Mitch Hedberg comedy CD that I bought edited from oh. uh, from Target. Oh, really? <laughs> Which record was it? Uh, it's the one. It has uh like a jigsaw puzzle on the front. It might be like Mitch all over the Mitch place. All together. I can't remember. Mitch all together. Yeah. Something like that. I, the, I bought the strategic girl locations, um, uh, on iTunes. Right. Mm-hmm. And my brother bought the CD version and those two versions are different. Weird. Yeah. There's just like, 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 but like only like, like, like there's like three minutes taking out mine. It's on his. And, um, I don't get it. <laughs> but like I remember we were quoting Mitch to each other and he's like that's on the same record you have I'm like no it's not and so we went to his car and we listened to his version I'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah anyway some uh detective shit are you are you Mitch Hedberg fan right yeah oh yeah cool good to hear that yeah he still holds up yeah yeah this shit does not what he didn't he mean doesn't hold up like Lenny Bruce doesn't hold up to me I don't know if I ever listened to Lenny Bruce. I always, he's not, is he not a character from Marvelous Miss Maisel? He's Am not. I, he's, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> no. Uh, I think, okay, I do think that Richard Pryor still holds up. I don't know if I've ever listened to any Richard Pryor. Dude. All right. One day. I'll send you, I'll send yeah. you, I'll send you something. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, meet, me, uh, meet me in the pocket. No, I'm sorry. Black Plastic Bag, which is, it has the coolest fucking like awful thing I've ever heard in it. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he's like he's just like yelling the lyrics. Yeah. It also like opens really chaotic with like crazy drums. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. Like I was reading the lyrics along with this. I'm like, that's definitely not what he's saying. Like he's not he's not say, fully saying the word mortgage at all. <laughs> yeah, but also like when you do know like find out what he's saying, mm-hmm. you're kind of like. Okay, but like, what's he saying? Because <laughs> the line I wrote down was, uh, "Line your lungs with noise, then just sew it up." Yeah, what does that mean? What is he saying? I don't know. Oh, let's find exactly. out. Exactly, it's cool imagery. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. And and it, and yeah, I chose to now like this, like this, like a fist. But um, but yeah. And this song, if I were to like describe it, I'd say it's a punk song. Uh huh. But it lacks all of the like the tenets of a, of a punk song. Yeah. It's not three chords. Like if you were like, describe what punk is nothing in this song, besides being like a faster song yeah. would be in a punk song, yeah, but it, it reads with like punk energy, which I really thought was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, 
this is a, like, I remember, uh, I was listen, listening to this in the car with my friend, and he's like, I don't really understand the word he's fucking saying. I'm like, you're not, but I fucking love it. Yeah, it's, it's all right. You don't yeah. need to. Uh, but Just I, absorb uh, the energy. So, Genius got cute in this one and tried to add meaning to a line in this, um, where it says, Any town gets an Eiffel Tower, don't worry. Um, but they're like, well, you know, like, I really, DC has a Washington Monument, which is kind of like its own Eiffel Tower. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. Also, it's weird that, like, in DC, they're like, yeah, the Washington Monument. That's yeah. the one. It's like, DC is like, Floor to ceiling, wall to wall, nothing but monuments. Yeah. Have you been? No. I went when I was a teenager. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Like like the monuments were neat. <laughs> like yeah, know, I, I, the one that no one talks about that I, I like the most, and I've had to pick a president. My favorite one's FDR, and the FDR. What mine, is that one? Uh, Franklin. It's just like a. It's like a kind of like a little park with just like statues of them, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. And they show him, him, you know, he was in a wheelchair, but you know, they didn't show that on TV, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was, um, he it was a cool one. And, uh, my, I don't know. That's not my dad's favorite guy, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I'll make, I'll make it to DC eventually. Go look at some statues, yeah. some monuments. So we get to meet me in the pocket, which is like the most, I guess, like conservative song on this record. Like it's almost like I can a see song. That. Yeah. Yeah, it has almost like a like a jazz club vibe mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah, it does. It does. It's, and you can slow dance to this a bit if you tried. Hey, <laughs> this this song fits your theme because it has the line "dance or hang it up." Right. That, there we go. That's why I chose this record. <laughs> I knew it. I knew there was some reason you chose it. Um, but it's got uh, it's got this really cool like instrumental break with some like really noisy guitar that leads into this like really pretty guitar line kind uh-huh. of during what I guess I would call the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's cool. Like it like having this something that's kind of like so chaotic and noisy then turn into something that's so nice sounding. Like it, it like it I don't know grows out of it. And I think it's really cool. So um, one of the things that I thought was interesting is there's a line called "Everybody Ruins." And there's a song mm-hmm. later in this record called Everybody Ruins. And it makes me wonder if, like, like they had lines that cannibalize each other. You know, like, sometimes, I don't, I don't know if you've written the lyrics before, but if you have, you'll sometimes take lyrics from other songs. So it, it turns into something else because you take that one line. So, like, yeah, the term cannibalizing. Uh, that's why I, I think I think that's a cool thing to do. I can't think of any instances off the top of my head where it's happened, but I know it happens. The, the first time I ever heard the, the terminology, Sean Nelson was talking about songwriting. And at the mm-hmm. end of king james version the song called same as being in love which is lines cannibalized from a record the song that w- was not released like uh, on the record called uh you look so happy which i mm-hmm. i have a copy i know i mean it's on yeah i have it <laughs> that, that that song <laughs> but you know at like, the end of it is the beginning of this being the same as being in love and you're like oh, okay that now i know where this came from which is pretty cool <laughs> but uh we can move on to uh Oh, I, I'm sorry. I've got one more thing to say sure, about sure, this. Sure. Um, the song, and this is, I guess, a little bit more general, but I wrote it for this song. Sure. The songs do this thing where they're like constantly changing, but like mm-hmm. staying kind of recognizable, but they sound like they're like about to fall apart or they're remembering how to play it in the moment. <laughs> okay. And like, this isn't, it, they're not bad things. It's I think not, it, it's not it adds yeah. an extra flair to uh to the songs but it's like 
there there's almost this like tension they've built up of like it sounds like they're like it's it's about to fall apart like mm-hmm. this song is just barely hanging on by <laughs> by force of will alone yeah i mean it's i mean, I, I do like that sort of like because it's not oh drinking lacroix there mhm mhm that's bougie <laughs> not sponsored oh what what flavor are you drinking a uh, peach pear peach pear so okay I mean, I, I've I've grown to like the Lacroix type flavoring stuff. Like when it comes to like fizzy water, you know, I've kind of mm-hmm. I've grown to enjoy it because it's it's really just hint carbonated. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, again, the hint has no like hint fizz or whatever. I'm not gonna do that. But um, <laughs> you know, I I actually saw the first product placement hint ever did like just recently on um, Happy Death Day. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I saw everyone at the table was drinking and and those fishes at the camel camera, so you could see exactly what it was. And uh, I thought that was cool. I mean, I yeah, cool. drink your hint while you watch people get murdered over and over again. Yeah, have you seen those movies? No, I really want to though. They're really good. They're actually really I've, good. I've heard really good things yeah. about them. Yeah, I watched it the first time in Chicago, and I was like, why haven't I seen this before? It's a, <laughs> like, a Bloomhouse, and I think it came out while I was doing movies don't suck. Maybe anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, uh, let's. Be good to meet me. Uh, this are this are flashes. Mm-hmm. Another cool fucked up singing song. Um, and, yeah, it's um, and it's also the first one where I noticed that there's like no guitar in it whatsoever. Like maybe a little bit. Maybe I th- I wrote down that this one has a cool bass line. Yeah. yeah. So there's like there's something bassy in here, whether it's bass or not. Yeah. Um, but they, I think this band does a really good job of just like finding cool sounds. Like it opens on this what it's like a bass that's like fading in. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of like otherworldly and weird. Focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but then they, uh, they build a cool guitar line out of this like clicky muted strings. Yeah. Do you like that? La 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 part. Uh, I do. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah saying, you're talking about fucked up singing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And would you call this a punk song? What would you call it to someone? Did you say it's a punk song? Yeah, I'd say like this whole album is punk-ish, but maybe don't go into it expecting like a conventional punk album. But it's like if you can coast by on <laughs> energy alone, it's a punk album. Yeah, and I I love the energy of this song. Like, uh, oh man, <laughs> like like uh, this record really hits its stride. I think in the second song, and then it sort of slows down near the end. But there, mm-hmm. but there's a song like the last two like we talked about when we get there. But yeah, this one is uh a really fucked up song. It's really cool. Um, really cool baseline. And, um, yeah, like you said, it has that, like, like, like it's, yeah, it's, it's badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, not really much to say about the lyrics in this one. Um, yeah. At a certain point, I kind of gave up like trying to interpret the lyrics. I did write down like cool lines. Like I was saying, uh, before is like they they do stumble upon good lines every so often, yeah. um, and we'll talk about those when they show up again. I sprout confused from the top of my head. These ears are its teeth between my legs. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's just saying what we're all thinking. So let's get into everybody ruins. I love how this song opens up. With the, yeah, because it's like it's a short song with a really long intro. Yeah, but really, the intro is like three false starts. Yeah, it's really, I think it's really funny. Yeah. It's like an instrumental 
joke. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's definitely fucking cool. I like that. I like it a lot. And I, I always, uh, when I listen, I'm like, you know, I, I go into the deck. Did you hear me? Can you find me? Yeah, I can hear you. Your stuff just went like. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I was like refocusing or something. <laughs> NSA is like focusing on. Anyway, but um, going into this song, like, I, I, for a while, I was like, are they fucking joking? When I first got it, I'm like, this is a joke. And I guess it is a joke because it's, it's silly. Right, but it also yeah, I forgot it ends on a joke too, where it like cuts off as the song's like really about to start. Yeah. <laughs> like you get like a short song and then it just like cuts off mid phrase. But yeah, well, you would be uh, the this song Everybody Ruins, it's a fast song once it gets to the past the four fall starts with ooh. But um mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I I really like this song. It's um it's probably my favorite song on the record. Is it really? Yeah, it is. I don't know why. Because the the joke just landed so yeah, well. Yeah, I was like, this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but it's also the first one I think I was able to, to make out lyrics for immediately. Like I was able to sing along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, one of my favorite lines is so the, so they damage what they love. That's how it ends, and I love that line. Um, yeah. Well, maybe they loved the song and then they damaged it. Yeah, they did different damage. Again. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. We can move on to Snow Patterns. Let's get into my favorite song then. Oh, Snow Patterns, your favorite song. Right? Interesting. Yeah, which I do think it's a little odd that on like a song that's kind of full of like weird punk energy that I liked this slower, like wintry sounding song. What, what I but, said is Lullaby, which is, I mentioned their Lullaby type stuff in their last one, their Empower. And mm-hmm. to, to me, I heard a lot of power in this song. Yeah. Particularly. One, um, one thing I really liked is um the i mean the guitars work together they they play off of each other really well mm-hmm. but the drums are like constantly changing oh yeah, yeah like they're on beat but he's playing a different thing every time like a new verse comes up um like just with all the changes and how much is showing up like it's always surprising there's like this really interesting like forward momentum with uh yeah just interesting things showing up like you always I just wanted to keep listening to see what was coming up. Yeah. Like in the third verse, they add a like weird echoey effect to the vocals mm-hmm. for like yeah. a little bit for like two lines. Yeah. It's, they make some really interesting things. Like, like you know, you are an interesting band and this is, mm-hmm. this is, I, I don't know where they get their, I'd really like to like see an interview where they talk deeply about the music, but I don't think I'd be able to find that. You know, I mean, I could right. Find- this one had a cool line of like, we'll wait patiently to see something so beautiful and it will take the breath out of our lungs. That's cool. That's a cool yeah, they hit. They hit something. They, yeah. fu- they, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, keep, <laughs> we'll keep that. Um, uh, yeah. I, I wonder if they're writing on napkins or wheel pads or what. <laughs> Maybe they just wrote a bunch of cool lines. And then when they were like, after they figured out what the vocal pattern would be, they just like draw them from a hat. Oh yeah. Like we do record night team style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that might be something. Um, uh, we can move to when the line goes down, which is, yeah. Um, it's a bit more of a rocker yeah. after the last one. Yeah. It, it, and again, this is also devoid of traditional chorus for it, like every song this record. Um, mm-hmm. I like the song, When the Line Goes Down. It's, it's a pretty neat song. <laughs> but I do too. It, it's um, the hardest one I had to figure out, like, what part of the song I wanted to take the sample from. Yeah, it's like it's also a weird one. They do a lot of weird stuff on this one where like everything gets like a bit out of time 
right mm-hmm. up until like as the songs, you know, like building before you start singing, everything kind of gets like a little bit out of time. It feels like, again, feels like it's about to fall apart. And then when it gets going, it sounds the best I could describe it as like, it sounds like an alien rockabilly song. Okay. Like, uh, if, somebody, if, somebody taught, if somebody like fed a bunch of rockabilly songs into an AI and then you just get like this weird, like, yeah, this is what I think a rockabilly song sounds oh, like. Oh, so that's that's this song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, um, but it, it's got cool bass, or what I think is bass. <laughs> um, and then uh, the chorus instrumentals kind of just like die or fall apart. Yeah. I, which is cool. Like, it's almost like they play into that, like the fragile nature of how their songs yeah, sound. All of these songs sound super fragile. And that's... Mm-hmm. that's that's part of why I think I like about how, how you know, like they, they're not making anyone think they're falling apart, but they, the way it sounds, it's just, man, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I had a weird wait, southern man there. All right, but um, <laughs> we went to Oh No, which is barely a song. <laughs> it's actually my favorite of the shorter songs. Oh yeah. Oh really? I think it's really cool because it, it just sounds like. I don't know if this is what they did, but it sounds like they slowed down some instrumental. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if they took part of when the when the lines go down and yeah. then just slowed it down so it sounds like a different song. It, it's, but it sounds creepy. Yeah, like it's they creepy. do like a little like melodica part. Yeah. It's I don't know if it's like I wouldn't call it a solo because uh, it's playing like a med- melody, but it's it's cool. Yeah, I like the song a it's, lot. It's it's spooky song for sure, and that's it. It, it it's. To me, it makes me feel like, like vulnerable and uncomfortable, <laughs> like 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 like, uh, the, like you're driving through a bad part of town. You're at a stoplight and you see like shit in the distance. Like, man, man, I really can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it sounds weird. It sounds odd. Um, I they do a really good job with their slower songs. I think. I mean, they do with their fast ones as well, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so hard, especially when you're, you know, more or less like a punk band to still come out with like an interesting slow song. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it's, it's a, it's a weird song. And, and I want to, I wonder if it works better as a, a mid song as opposed to near the end, you know, it could, I feel like it does need to come after when the lines go down. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I feel like uh, at least when I was listening to it, like they felt linked, like, okay. Oh no! Comes out of when the lines go down. Okay. Um, no damage nocturne. I love this song. It's one of my second favorite songs on the record. It's uh, great. It's got the uh, the hand claps at the beginning, and I'm a big proponent of hand claps in songs. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, we love hand claps. Yeah. But they went one better, uh-huh. and they put so many hand claps that it turns into applause. Yes, it does. And like, I, I was, I was super like, wait, sir. Mm. I love this song so much. <laughs> like, like, like it, it, oh, and right when they come with that first snare, you're like, "Yes, I'm, I'm deep in the song." Um, it's, it's a little slower one, but it's badass. It's killer. Yeah, I, and then this is a really good song to kind of listen to the difference in what the guitars are doing because mm-hmm. it's like one is doing these like ambient chords that there's kind of like keep strumming, strumming, strumming. The other yeah. one's playing the single notes. So it's like the part you're paying attention to uh, is probably going to be what the the single notes are, but like the other one's just building this like background texture. One of the weirdest I really like here is a uh, disaster secrets. My lungs are full of secrets. Mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot. Um, 
I I I want to like just listen to the song again now. I mean, I listened to yeah. it. I listened to the record past like four times the past couple of days, um, just to because got to prepare. I, I, I know we we're supposed to record Monday. And I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like uh, hey, gave you more time to listen to the albums. Yeah, I mean, we I got home and I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh fuck! Like when you're like, you didn't feel like recording. I'm like, was it today? Mm. Whoops. <laughs> Because <laughs> we were talking earlier Man, that we, all this working out is just turning you into a meathead. I know. We were messaging earlier in the day, and I, and I was thinking, did we, we didn't mention it at all that we'd be recording, but, you know, it was just understood. Sorry, dude. Um, it happens. Moving into Recreation Myth. Um, yes. The last track. Uh, also, probably the best track title, I think. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, because it could be Recreation, or it could be Recreation Myth. Oh, yeah. It could, could be both, right? Um I, I like this song. It's a good ending song, but like you said at the end, it it just ends. Like, 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 like mm-hmm. it's about to get going. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, this oh, song specifically the, does a really, what's up? I want to mention that the, 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 he mentions the word modernism five times in the song, but he doesn't mm-hmm. pronounce it. He didn't say modernism. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not, there's no S in that. And then, in that, in that the, like, the, I don't hear the S, the ism part in this. Like I hear the a modern, uh, but I hear the, the IS part. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Modern him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, <laughs> there's no is like, like I, I was reading along with it because I don't have the lyrics with me. I, I don't think I have this one in vinyl, but but um, yeah, I just I'm like I don't hear the ism part of it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this song sounds like they mashed two songs together. Oh yeah, and like it still works because it's like one guitar is playing that. Uh, that same kind of like repetitive riff over and over again. And then mm-hmm. it sounds like the rest of the band is ignoring what he's doing. <laughs> like it still works and they still match together. Like they're still playing in time. I think that they're probably playing in the same key, but it's like, it does not sound like he's playing the same song as the rest of the people. And then they all come together at the chorus. Um, yeah. They, they then add, you know, like synths and more percussion. They all just kind of suddenly show up. This track's a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. It's the like, whole album's a wild ride, but like this track specifically is just like, what is happening? I love it. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that like like uh, I I can understand people hating it, mm-hmm. but I I'm not. I don't get that. I, I love this record. I love this record. Uh, well, it was cool. This is like I listen to. Show I wrote. So. <laughs> I wrote down. It's kind of like listenable i put that in quotes listenable mm. avant-garde like mm. i do think this is listenable i don't think all avant-garde is unlistenable yeah but like this is a really good place to start for like listening to something a little more like unexpected yeah. and weird but it's all kind of packaged up in this i don't know some something listenable i guess yeah. is the best way i could describe it i'm thinking i got you know you i think it was alternative press did a little board on this record Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, uh, it's on Discord, so I'm already interested. So, <laughs> and this is like this band along with Black Eyes are the two weirdest bands on Discord to me. Black Eyes are fucking okay. Weird. Black Eyes are fucking weird, and I I expect to bring them up at some point, some episode at some point. Um, Black Eyes because they're they're wild men. I think you really get a kick out of them too. Um, when we get to them, yeah. So bring them. Uh, yeah, but black eyes, you know, you and beauty pillar, those three, like that, like I, ones that 
I guess people who like Discord know about them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the skew not use different damage. Um, it's great. I love it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I'm glad I got to listen to it. It's been on my uh, to listen to playlist for ever. Probably yeah. since around the time I met you. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Then, yeah, because I think you told me to listen to it at some point. Okay, yeah. Uh, it had to have been you. I don't think I know anybody else who knows, like, Discord or anything like that. Yeah, it's... I, I know I told you to listen to Different Damage when we listened to Power. Like, go back and listen to it then. But you probably had it on your list of things to listen to. I got so much shit I need to watch and listen to and read. It's just fucking... Uh, that's just my life. Yeah. There's, like, an infinite amount of books, movies, and music. Uh, Can't well, keep up with it all, I but know. I'll try. Yeah, we'll do our damnedest. Um, so that's, yeah, you can find this on Spotify or go to your local store and on vinyl or just, you know, yeah, throw Discord a few shekels or just straight from their website. Um, they, you know, they're in the label, they need help. So I want you to fucking tell me about Secret Chiefs 3. Yeah, uh, there is a lot. So fucking okay, strap I'm ready, in. dude. I'm ready to strap in. Okay. So Secret Chiefs 3, um, and I'll get into why I chose this album after we listen to the sampler. Good. Um, they kind of appeared out of they. It's led by the guitar player from Mr. Bungle, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of grew out of both the breakup of Mr. Bungle and started also during Mr. Bungle. Um, but it they pretty much reach into all genres with their own. Uh, style, but it's made up of like a rotating cast of musicians. I think like last count, it was over 50 people have been in the band at some point, <laughs> including one of my favorites uh, who got my album of the year, Toby Driver at some point oh, he played, shows up uh, in it. played bass on it. Yeah. Mike Patton has yeah. done a song, a song with them. Um, but yeah, so it started with X Mr. Bungle crew led by Trace Spruance. Um, it doesn't show up as much on this album, but there are one following this is the whole thing is guided by seven, what they call like satellite bands. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, they're, they're bands, but they're really more like guiding ideas to how they approach the music. Um, so within secret chiefs, you've got the uh, electromagnetic Azoth, which is sound collages. Okay. You've got, you are just letters mm. Um, which they're kind of like surfy rock something. Okay. Um, you've got Ishrakian, which when you listen to it, you're probably like, oh, this is like Middle Eastern music, but it's actually loud neo-Pythagorean uh, Al-Biruni electro folk. Um, okay. you got the traditionalist that is like film score. You've got the Holy Them. That is experimental metal. You have forms, which I think it's like closer to classical music. Mm-hmm. And then you have, uh, okay, hold on. I, you are, I said it was surfy, but they call it supra century surf ran through a post colonial conceptual filters. Okay. Yep. And then the last one is NT Fan, which they've only had one track released by them. And I think it's just like an original recording like basement tape okay thing. all right okay so that's kind of like their whole thing <laughs> so it's it's for the most part as far as i can tell it's like the same cast of people per album mm-hmm. but how they choose to approach a song is like okay we're doing an ishrakian song so they you know look at like 
Pythagorean tuning and sacred geometry and all this stuff to like plan how they do a song. Okay. Which bananas. Um, Fucking bananas for sure. (laughs) So a lot of it is, it's kind of meant to like reintroduce mostly forgotten approaches to music. They've also built in like ciphers and secret messages into like, there, which is crazy for a mostly instrumental band. Do you have this on, uh, uh, on vinyl? I don't, but uh, this year or next, well, this year, they're I guess, re- would be its 20th anniversary. They're going to reissue it? Hopefully. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, and so we'll get into why I think it is a dance record and, you know, a little bit more after we listen to the sampler, which I think now is a good time to play the sampler, and then I will... Talk your ear off some more. All right, this is Secret Cheese 3, book M. Secret Cheese 3, book M. So, exactly. Uh, so, uh, so. <laughs> where do I begin with this one? So, you said that it's not Persian or not Arabic, but that's right. immediately I got from it. Like, immediately. Like, like Leo was in the car, like, in the room where I put it on for the first time. She's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, 
uh, some something weird Ryan picked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's inspired by you know some like Middle Eastern stuff, but I think it's you hearing non-Western instruments being played in non-Western tunings and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That other you know other uh, cultures use more since we don't hear it a lot in Western music. But I think in it, even in an interview, the uh, Trace Spruance was kind of just like, take this, take this to somewhere in the Middle East and show it to them. Like they're not going to think like, Oh, this sounds like the music we make. So I can hear parts of where you think it's a dance record. Sure. Like the rave parts, electronic parts, there's some dancey parts there where I feel like mm-hmm. I should be in a rave in in Syria or somewhere like, uh, not Syria. Tunisia, a rave, a rave up there, uh, and a and a like a. There are some points where I'm like, am I what? Like this would be a, a, in a Bollywood film, like like, like later uh-huh. on the record. And then there's some points where I'm like, I'm in Skyrim right now. Right. <laughs> so I I think what I hear what I'm hearing is Ryan. How the fuck is this a dance record? Um. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll clue you in, and I'm okay. gonna clue you in much deeper as we get into it. Okay. But. Uh, I'll start off by saying dance music isn't just being in a club. It's also choreographed dance. There's uh, like processionals there. There's all kinds of dance. Um, And so I said earlier, this was like its 20th anniversary. Mm -hmm. They've been doing this thing on, uh, it's been on like Facebook, but they've been, it's like a blog that's like, Hey, the last Tuesday of every month, we're going to post like a big, like info dump about this album. Mm. Um, They've only done it twice and they've started doing it five months ago. So (laughs) I think they've given up on that. But the second one was really interesting because they hopped in and they were like, Hey, a lot of people have figured out some, you know, purposeful stuff in our music. and We're really impressed with that, but I've yet to see anybody figure out that this thing was conceived as a dance record. Mm. Uh, It did kind of like evolve a little bit, out of being strictly a dance record, it was also conceived to, you know, follow like the grail cycle and each song would represent yeah. a different part of this thing. But, um, I, I, I gotta be a honest, lot of the songs on here are, the, when you mentioned the bands and they, what they call themselves, I was a little bit, you know, I roll my eyes a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, either they're joking or they're being super serious. And I don't know. Which they're, one they're being absolutely serious. I mean, there is a bit of humor to the music, um, so I feel like when it's within an album, like a single album where you're doing a bunch of these different things, mm-hmm. maybe it's a little hard to justify, but some of these bands have released full albums okay. where they really like get into it. Okay. So it's like, you can definitely tell like the approaches on this are different. Okay. And yeah, cause they did one as the traditionalist where they scored an entire horror movie that, that doesn't really exist. Cool. That sounds really cool. Um, yeah, their next one coming out is uh, Holy Vem Records. They're going to release an entire just experimental metal album, which is going to be crazy because it's some of just the craziest shit I'm on gonna, their later albums. I'm, I'll, check that, I'll check that out. Um, <laughs> if it, I mean, if it comes out this year, we'll definitely listen to it. Um, but yeah, each a lot of these songs all I'll get into like the more dancey aspects of it. They mm-hmm. also dropped a bunch of just like fun little trivia about it. So I'm glad you have that in hand because. Uh... I have lots of questions. Or I have, yeah. I, I don't have questions. I am confounded by this record, and I want to hear uh, everything you have to say about it. Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, so, book M. Uh, we're we're not even getting into the track stuff yet. This uh, this was 
pretty early on in my music discovery thing. So this mm-hmm. is like one of the earlier, like weird quote unquote weird albums I listened to. Uh, so yeah, this is very formative to my music taste. <laughs> oh, so you're like, I can see your eyes brighten. Like, oh, I want to talk about this so badly. <laughs> this has been one I've been wanting to talk about since like, uh, I mean forever, but yeah. when we switched over to doing themes, like I was like, we need, I can't even think of a theme that this would fit to, but it's like, I want to talk about this fucking album. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you shoehorned into this one. Exactly. It's not shoehorned <laughs> in. This is a dance album. All right, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Mine was at least conceived as a dance album. Okay, fine. Fine, fine. <laughs> so, first track, Knights of Damkar. Uh, this uh, straight up, like, right when it starts off, it's it's straight up like, uh, you say it's not Persian or Arabic, but I get that feeling from it. Yeah, it does It does feel like a lot of that. I think it's, uh, I guess, like, an easy way to describe it is that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess on a compositional level, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, but this one has been described as, like, a choreographed procession that leads all the way to choreographed, like, festivity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you can imagine it, you know, oh, just, like, people I, I, walking I, I, into it. It's the, it's the freaking scene from Aladdin. Yes. It's the it, Prince Ali scene. Actually, whenever I listen to a uh, instrumental record, I usually, I usually see, I usually see like what's happening in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked about sports. I hear, I, I create stories in my head for what this sounds like. You know, uh, right. And this is a great record to do that too because uh, I heard in my head. I also at some point I saw not for this song, but for songs I saw. We'll get to it, but like, I saw seventies cop shows. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. like <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Nancy Dinkar is uh, it's um. It's an interesting song. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And I listened to this record like six times in the past two days. So I have too. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I like it so much. Um, but yeah, you've got, uh, you know, the kind of the expanded instrumentation. You've got a lot of like non-Western instruments, but then there's like synths that show up that kind of like modernize the track. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I really appreci- I appreciated that when they, when they did modernize the tracks, I was super interested in that stuff. Like, not that it was mm-hmm. Like, to me, I was like, okay, so because I was looking at the Wikipedia, a lot of it says traditional because of the combo, like, who wrote it? So, right. I'm like, so I'm like, like, did they write this or did they find it, transcribe it, and make it their own? You know, like, there is one song on here that is like a traditional thing okay. that we'll get to it. Um, I really like later on in the track, there's a lot of like instrumental interplay and like trading off. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, a lot of like the like mini solos where like an accordion shows up and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I, it's, it's just cool. It's, it's a fun track. I want to march along and dance along with it when they get to the festival. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, <laughs> man, I don't say I would do, I do want to have, a, I do want to have a move on to Hagia Sophia or how, however you said. Yeah. That. So it's this, this one, you get electronic, electronic drums at the beginning. It's uh, a drum and bass track. Yeah. From like the nineties, yeah, and but halfway through it, you get the distorted guitars going through it, like creating this mm-hmm. deluge of sound, um, which I was super into. It's wild, um, and I like this. This is probably my favorite song on the record. This was my favorite for the longest time. Um, this one also just has uh, a crazy thing that happens that they trick you. Okay. At about 2.20, mm-hmm. like right around the time that the guitars show up, mm-hmm. uh, 
they they say time disappears. <laughs> it is no longer in beat. It doesn't follow any consistent thing. They trick you into thinking it does because you're distracted by the guitar medley. Yeah. But most of the track is kind of in like four four, even though it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. But it, like it sounds really complicated. Um. But then they yeah like it flips. Time goes away. It gets more of kind of like a laid back sound. Mm-hmm. But it's completely just out of time. Random drum things like starting and stopping. Yeah, uh, that's what apparently we, we, nobody had picked up on it. When, you, uh, when I said time. I said not danceable, <laughs> I go not yeah. particularly danceable. This song, which is not particularly danceable, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the whole vibe of this thing is like you got this like '90s drum and bass sounding mm-hmm. thing with like something. It sounds like worship drones almost. You've got this just like l- these big layers okay. of drones yeah. happening before the guitars show up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like this really interesting melding of two types of music that are seem like diametrically opposed. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see. Um, in in Yazra, this is Vajra. the one. Whatever, what is it? <laughs> I think it's Vajra. Vajra. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I, I just wrote it down. I have four behind right. Um, <laughs> is it, it starts with V? It does fuck. All right, Vajra. Um, <laughs> Okay, so this is the first time I said like, I felt like I was watching a Bollywood movie, like oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> no, this is Neo Pythagorean. Oh okay. Um, so I also wrote down a weird song to fuck to, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, like so I I will say that I I didn't. There are things I didn't like about this record, and mm-hmm. and it, this could just be it's just that a lot of the songs seem to sort of follow the same. Okay, we're going to play that that um motif. And we're just going to have the motif happen to the whole fucking song, right? And they'll change mm-hmm. up a bit. You know, there'll be breaks. And in particular in Vajra, there's a break that I love it. 230. Uh, two minutes and three minutes in the song. I love that mm-hmm. little break. That's, it's cool. It's, it sounds fucking awesome. But, uh, but, uh, a lot of this record has that, that same motif. Not, not every song is, every song is different, but sort of the same motif. And they, they go back to it. And I, I wish I could say I was interested in how they changed it up. But I just I couldn't grip well. I I I appreciate things with this record, mm-hmm. and I. But I always uh, I do want to be honest, and I'm not like, and it's it's not for me, right? I'm sorry. Right. They'll show they'll show up again. Okay, that's fine. And I mean, you'll change your tune. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> or he'll no, just work no. for you. But uh, I do I do appreciate things with this record, and that, that's that's something I try to pride myself on when it comes to listening to stuff that's outside of. My purview, and mm-hmm. I, and for example, the breakdown two thirty Vajra is killer. It's fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah, and yeah. I I can see what you're saying about like sticking to motifs. I think a lot of what they do on this one that does change a little bit later when they this one's not one of the it might be, but it's not very as clear as yeah. being mm-hmm. like the seven bands one. It's yeah. more a little more cohesive than most of their stuff. Mm-hmm they build in like layers. So it's like, it is repetitive, but it's like every pass through a new thing is like, okay, this time now we're adding a chuggy guitar thing. Mm -hmm. This thing now we're adding, you know, like electric bass drum. Yeah. uh, Accent. That electric bass drum accent is like the thing that I was super into like on this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, I think they definitely like lay down this layer of, you know, something that's more repetitive and maybe that's just a byproduct of it being dance music. Mm -hmm. Yeah is you got to have something to, to latch onto that then you can change in little ways. But yeah, this one's more 
flavored with mm-hmm. different genres. It's not like hopping into them, but it's like the chuggy guitar. Like it, they dip their toe in metal by having this chuggy guitar thing, but it's not a metal song. Yeah, I'm really interested to see like like it's you know it's it's tied with Mr. Bungle, and Mr. Bungle are also known for being a weird ass band. So mm-hmm. so uh, like when you get these musicians together, I'm like, we're gonna make this record. I'm I'm wondering what the engineers thinking. I'm a producer's thinking, right. and and like they're really having a lot of faith in the audience to stick with it when it comes to something like this coming out, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, I mean if you're already like a Bungle fan, you're probably going to get into it. Yeah, yeah, and you'll find something you like about it at the very least. Um, exactly. Um, ships of ships yeah. of fools. Ship of, ship of fools. Stone of exile. Stone of exile. So, um, uh, so I want to tell you the. The idea I had in my head when I was watching the song, or listening what to the song, got? I said traversing a a shut down marketplace from like from Aladdin, while being tailed by a small wise child. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, that that was at the beginning, like like that's why I got through because it has that has that sort of thing like it's got it. I'm thinking dusk. <laughs> like, and, mm-hmm. and you can get boat from this from like, ship. No, I didn't get a ship for this. I didn't think about that actually. Did you? Hmm. You did it better, I guess. It's. I mean, it feels like a sailing song. To a me. sailing like song. You're just kinda, you know, like sailing at dusk. I can definitely hear that. Um, so this song, it's a waltz. Mm-hmm. That's a dance. Yeah. But it's also a palindrome. The beats go three two, three three two three. Right, but that's not necessarily a dance thing to do. The waltz is a dance. The waltz is a dance, but also now, the other thing was fun <laughs> trivia. Okay. All right. Look, if we're going to break down whether something's dancey or not, okay. we're going to go back to the previous album. Fair enough. Fair enough. Terrible. You, you, you got it right. You're, you're right. You're right there. Okay. Um, I, I did. I, I enjoyed most of the song, um, but I did write down near the end. Is I said, maybe not for me. Cause I was really mm. trying. I was really trying to be like, Maybe this is like my new favorite shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe, maybe what you're reading as dislike is actually your brain waking up to the universe. Yeah, yeah that's right. The, you're just too dumb to get it, Chris. You're just too dumb to get it. <laughs> no, it's it's just like it's your body's natural reaction to fight evolution. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> fight awakening. So wake up like, from the matrix. I feel like that's man. what do what Trey's gonna tell me when I talk when we he comes on the podcast and they're like, book him?" I'll be like, "Hmm." And he'd be like, like, "Yeah, you're just you're just making it so I can't invite my favorite musicians onto the podcast. You just talk a lot of shit. That'll be the one they check out." No, no, we we were very nice. <laughs> we have been very nice, and uh, I I I do. Like I said, I try to appreciate everything you bring on the show, and for the most part, I've I've liked everything you've shown me. Mm-hmm. And this, and I can, I mean, I can totally see this is definitely on the the. Maybe not the weirder end. I don't no. think it's it's necessarily weird, but no. it's a lot of like. If you don't appreciate this kind of thing, yeah. there's not a lot here for you. <laughs> um, but again, with the layer building and stuff, they build on the, they add like guitars and organ and synth and all that stuff mm-hmm. to the like offbeat. And like the song gets like more and more intense as it goes along, even though it's still kind of just sticking to that, that waltz palindrome that they got going. Yeah. And um, I, I wanted to mention, uh, yeah, this was the, yeah, this one is—is is it two songs a year or just one? 
It's just one. I okay. I feel like Stone of Exile is uh, like the parenthesis. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the name of the ship Ooh. that has the fools on it is called Stone of Exile. Well, that's a cool name for a ship. Even though there are fools. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. If I ever get a boat. Uh, so Horseman, the, Horseman, the Invisible. This is my actually my favorite song on the record. Actually, it's a cool track. Yeah. Um, it's I got like these the, like bombastic. I like the electronic drums. elements in the song. Uh, I like. I, you definitely hear the dance elements in this one when it comes to like being in a club, like a dance record, like like this. this oh, one. for sure. Yeah, so this one for sure is like, uh, like, out the uh, it, it was cool. It's a cool song. It's my favorite so far. Like on this record, mm-hmm. um, I really yeah, like it, the Invisible. Along with the like the club aspect of it, you've got like the synths doing that stuff. The percussion during the synth parts is like hand cymbals. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, which is like you know, like belly dancers yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Used so it's like you're getting this like mesh of. And I did hear belly dancing like songs in this. Like I'm imagining people belly dancing it too with the, you know the whatever like whatever right whatever cartoon <laughs> character you have in your head. You know what I mean? Like like yeah, I I like the horseman the invisible quite a bit. Um, and it's... Yeah, this one I wrote I wrote this one is a is a club banger. <laughs> um, one thing I like is at least with like secret chiefs as compared to like a Mr. Bungle or something Mm -hmm. like that, or other bands that are kind of in that same ilk is all this stuff is like, it's like truly like genre fusions Mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, one genre after the other, after the other. Uh, Like when we listened to Mr. Bungle, it was like, Oh, here's like a surf song that goes into like a metal track. Right. This is like, what if we used elements from these different genres and made something with it so it's like you've got the club stuff in here that is working with the song instead of just kind of showing up as like almost like a joke or like a goofy little thing that they have in there like it's all just it's it's all one thing right uh but yeah and then the song ends with like this really fuzzy synth line uh that i, I dug that a lot i dug that oh quite a bit um that was similar to q and not you yeah, yeah. it feels like it's about to fall apart mm-hmm. during this mm-hmm. like stuff and you're kind of just like what the hell is happening like it it seems like it's a little offbeat then all the instruments come back in and you're like oh it it actually works yeah uh moving on the combat for the angel yep this one to me is it's it's persian i got like like you could tell me it's not but that's what i heard from it like (laughs) like you could tell me that's not it's particular no that's what i fucking hear in this song Uh, but the my favorite part about this song is about three minutes and 30 seconds in it it this trippy B comes in. It's not, it's not necessarily in time either. It's like this. It's just, I put trippy. That's what I wrote down. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and there's, I can't, I'm trying to figure out the stringed instrument in the song. Cause it, it sounds like a woodwind mixed with the stringed instrument and it's cool. It's a cool. Yeah. Instrument. I think it's, I, I don't know what the instrument's called. Cause if you look at the liner notes on this album, it's probably just like, yeah. you know, a hundred instruments long. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen the instrument. It's kind of it is a bowed instrument. Okay. Um, kind of it almost looks like it's like a box with strings on it. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. I've seen them live a couple okay, of times. Okay. It's like I know what most of the instruments Wait, look you, like. You've seen Secret Chiefs live? Yeah. Oh, cool. How, what, how many people are on the stage when they're playing? It's only like five, maybe Interesting. six. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Man, that'd be because most of them are multi instrumentalists. So. It'd be wild to see live. Imagine. Are they good? Mm-hmm. They're good. They gotta be good live. Um. But uh, this one is another palindrome, but more in the the vein of like a march. Okay, yeah, it's a hear, march, not a waltz. Yeah, okay, I definitely hear that. 
Um, I, um, one thing <laughs> uh, when I listen to this track that I, I notice every time is the drummer seems to be hitting the snare drum so fucking hard. <laughs> I, this like, is I good, just imagine a dude just like, oh, this is a good, this it. is a good drum record, just like uh, Can I You, different, but the good, the really great drum record on this one. Oh yeah, yeah well, because yeah. a lot of the stuff is very like it's like odd time signatures, odd mm-hmm. beats, stuff like that. So it's just kind of like, how do you, how do you even remember how to play this stuff? Yeah. Um, but distorted guitars do show up again on this one. Um, and with this one, it's like every time they start a new section, it seems like they've completely changed the crew of instruments that are yeah. playing where it's like, Oh, this time we've got this guy and this guy. And then the next time it's like, Oh, we, we set them down. We're doing a different thing. One of the things that oh. I, I, I saw happening before it happened is I knew this track would bleed into the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, like yeah, I, it does kind of like, it like calms down at the end for that, like stringed instrument solo. Along with, I'm pretty sure it's gunshot samples. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the the next track just kind of starts. You get that like weird little uh, like synth line. Yeah, this is Zulfikar three, the third. Um, this again, yep. this is, again comes with the electronic drums, you know, for the volume mm-hmm. rave that you're hearing. Um, uh, you can tell by the name. This is the third Zulfikar track. Yeah. By the way, they did uh, other ones on the first two. Uh, uh, Mr. Bungle albums. And this is, uh, oh, I wrote down here, Fave So Far. So I've had three in this is my third. <laughs> three Faves So Far. Yeah. So third, so far I'm getting into it. And um, it's a, it's a six minutes long and it's, you dance for that six minutes. Like this song, this song is a banger. <laughs> yeah. This is, I think the most like straight up, just like dance club track. Yeah. Yeah. I also uh, but, saw, you know, they do they do I, kind of use their their weird weird scales, weird tuning. And I heard Bollywood like sort of like uh, dancing choreographing this too. It's not a bad mm-hmm. thing, but I, it looks like I said Bollywood down Bollywood rave, but that's not right. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, you can, but yeah, this song is cool. I like this song quite a bit. Um, yeah, it you know it opens with kind of like the thumping bass and strings. Mm-hmm. Also, since it's the third Sulfacar track, it just means it's the third song that's used this exact melody, which okay. is like different okay. things. It's a little more kind of like hand symboly and like folk sounding on mm-hmm. the earlier the earlier ones. Um, but this one kind of seems to like hit on a bunch of like '90s dance tropes. You've mm-hmm. got like sequence synth sounds along with like they're filtering it. Like there's just a lot of moments on this is like, this sounds like a nineties dance track. Um, at one point it sounds like the prodigy. Uh, but yeah, it's another track that like, it basically stays the same, but just kind of keeps adding layers onto. I really want to talk about CG Perilous. CG, CG Perilous. So this one, right, right away. I was like, okay, this sounds like Skyrim. Like right at the beginning. (laughs) I felt like it was in a great hall in Skyrim. And that's what this song sounds like. I know it predates Skyrim, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. It has a medieval sort of fantasy feel to it. Well, it, it predates a lot of things because this is actually a this is the traditional track. This is a dance piece from the Middle Ages. Interesting, because it's my least favorite song on the record. It's definitely not one of my favorites. Uh, this one, you know, you said they kind of like stick to a thing for a yeah. really long time. Yeah, for five this and a half one's minutes. probably the most noticeable. <laughs> yeah. It's like. 
it does kind of the same thing over and over again, you know, using these like traditional acoustic instruments. You get yeah. kind of little flourishes here and there of like running water. There's some like static or like birds taking off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it mostly, it, it uses like the layering thing again, yeah. where it's like each time it comes back for a new pass, they add more instruments or play it a little harder. Um, and that seems to be the only, like, how they choose to keep this really repetitive song interesting yeah. without changing it. Yeah, like, it sounds medieval. Like, like right away, mm-hmm. like, like, and, you know, it's like Richard Dawson would feel the place here. But, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, CG Prayless, not my favorite song, but definitely recognizable as something that I would remember. You know, it's a, right. It's memorable. Um, and then Dolores Stroke. That is straight up a rock song. Like, like I hear, I'm like, this is like a metal song. Like, it's heavy yes. and loud. You know, it's, it starts starts these like screechy strings. Um, but yeah, then it's like kind of heavy and chaotic. Yeah. It feels like it doesn't sound exactly like it, but it, like the layer of like the chaos noise that they're making mm-hmm. kind of sounds like black metal to me. Like, if yeah. they put a blast beat on it, it'd be a black metal song. Yeah. Um, but then the bass kicks in. And it gets really like head bobby. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's the most head bobby song on the record to me. Uh, I think there's there's one more that I think is more head bobby a little later on. Okay. Right. Uh, but this track also has a little like surf rock break mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. showed up in the sampler. It's like that's oh that's the solo they chose was <laughs> <laughs> surf rock. Blaze of the Grail. Yes, which... I got I got a '70s detective movie like in my oh, head. One hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, I was like I was like. I was like, I'm seeing some some grizzled detective, not grizzled, but kicking down a door with like the with the horns and man, this song's this song has amazing drumming, by the way, mm-hmm. the amazing drumming in the song, and it's I got spooky seventies detective movie. I was like, that's what I got from it. Like, I yeah, I loved it. Um, like I think I mentioned earlier, like the original idea for the album was to you know do songs all about like the Holy grail and the quest mm-hmm. for the Holy grail. So I think this is like a holdover from that same idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. The like guitar motif with the funky bass and bombastic horns. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You can't get much better than that. Yeah, um, I, I, I love the horns in this song. It's just so perfect. Like it fits. The yeah. song so perfect. And then you, you do get kind of like a weird, uh, like violin solo. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets, it, the song kind of gets more like psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it gets back to funky by the end. Love, um yeah. but they add like horror soundtrack editions. Yeah, I hear that too. Uh, we're done spooky. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's where you're picking up on the spooky from. That must be. Uh now these next two songs, do you have anything to say about them? Because it looks like they're they are they, are these help written by someone else or like for example, Lapsid at Exodus. It's a short song, and it's back to sort of the Arabic influence that I've been hearing throughout this whole record. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, I don't think okay. I don't think these are like traditional songs or anything. I also haven't said any fun trivia about it, but yeah. they do. It does. It sounds like a traditional song, but like played as a club song. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's short too. These the next two tracks are kind of like short. So try they're like three minutes maybe. Compared to yeah, them. like they seem like it's it is kind of weird. It seems like two filler tracks like yeah. plopped right on top of each other. They're not um, bad or anything. It's just it's weird. <laughs> but it does. It also kind of feels like they're like part one and part two. Yeah, of the things. Do, they're get, also kind of like similarly named because yeah. the one we're kind of talking about now is Lapsit Exilus. Uh-huh. 
which is the shortest song in the album. It's like a minute and 37 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Got a weird kind of off kilter beat. But yeah, the, to me, it sounds like a, a traditional track, mm-hmm. but like played as a club hit. Yeah. And then like immediately leads into Lapis Vitalis. 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 I don't know. Um, I, uh, but yeah, it's got a very similar vibe, but it's like less clubby and more, but it like ups the acoustic and the electronic instruments. Yeah, it's, it's also a short track, though. It's also like what, like two minutes, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in you know, like this, this is the point where I'm like, I'm like, how much? Like, what song am I on? Like, <laughs> not that I disliked it. It's just like, like, I wanted to make sure before I came to this episode that I was intimately familiar with this record. Right, and yeah. it is hard with these ones because yeah. they do sound so similar. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I want to make sure, like, I knew the song. I knew the song, and you know, uh, the way I listen to records for the show is I. Listen to him twice with nothing, just, just having hearing him. I listen to him a third time, taking notes, listening intently, mm-hmm. and then like the rest until we record. I just have it on, you know. Right. Yeah. Just so. see if you pick up on yeah. anything or have any new ideas. Uh, but you can tell this track apart from the previous one because it has a reverby ass sitar solo, <laughs> reverby ass, yeah, and yeah. then like a bit of like a surf guitar solo in there as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. This is the one with the weird solos. Yeah. And again, the last song, Safina. Yep. The the sequel to that first detective movie. <laughs> um, yeah, this one to me sounds a little more like funk or soul. Like when I first heard this track, and really every time I hear this track, I'm like, this sounds like a Jackson Five song. Oh, I get that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but this one has been described as just a very explicit example of bodily movement based rhythm. Ooh, booty. So it's like they wrote a song based on like dancing, I guess. Yeah, show me the booty. That's fun. Like, <laughs> um, this, yeah. But the uh, the bombastic horns come back. I actually did write down this is a real booty shaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, dude, on this, this one is you know it's a little more. It's kind of on the repetitive side too. But I I don't yeah, know. I, I like the groove they locked into. The dude is playing the hell out of those drums. Um, but yeah, the longest track on the album. Kind of, but then because they it have has a, like a couple minutes of silence and a hidden track. Yeah, the hidden track, which is like cosmic sounding to me. I like you know, when it comes in, I'm like this sounds like a very cosmic. I guess the best way for for me. Like yeah, because it kind of ends on these like big, loud drones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's really that's about it. But in the main part of the song, I love when the the bass and the keys come in. That it, it like makes it rock just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um. Lots of funky key playing. Mm, funky. Like, yeah, but yeah, then it ends. It fades out. There's a long silence and then a really loud return. Like, almost, it scares me. Yeah. It, it doesn't fade back up. It's just immediately like, yeah, yeah it's, it's very epic sounding. And then it gets kind of like super loud and blown out, like right at the end and then just cuts off. It does cut off. It does do that. And it's a, it's an interesting listen. Every time I listen to it, I like, like, like this wasn't hard to listen to because I listened to it over and over, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's. I don't know if I'll revisit uh, Secret Chief's book M. Uh, right, know. but you you may have to re you may have to visit Book of Horizons or Book of Souls is or there, something is like that. Is everyone book? Is it start with book? They they did start doing that. I think all the books. I can't remember. They're they're part of another series. I I think. Th- 
they have all these like grand plans for albums, but mm-hmm. I've been hearing about this like book of souls, you know, a three part thing that's yeah. coming out. They've since I first started listening to them and they came out with book of souls. That was their last released album. Um, at least as secret chiefs three, like a long time ago. <laughs> so, uh, what in the, in your, how many releases they have, you think like as a band? Ooh, uh, a lot because they, they they kind of exist now as almost like a singles mm. band where it's like they'll release like a big album maybe once every three to five years yeah. um you know as like a one of the satellite bands or one of the big bands but they do like at least two singles a year maybe more on their on their band camp so wh- where does this fall in releases for you this okay. is pretty high up this may be like my first or second favorite okay uh I think like it stays pretty consistent. I don't think there's any songs on here. I dislike, and I like kind of the more dancey nature of it, but um, book of horizons is still really good. Uh, they're yeah, they're solo or like the individual uh, band albums are also really good on their own. I listened to um, Ishrakian's album, Petra chorus uh, before I hopped on here. Oh, cool. It's got, it's got, probably like the best example of their like neo-Pythagorean uh, sacred geometry recorded tracks on there. It's like 18 minutes of Jesus this just like really weird off kilter thingy. I so now it's like anytime anybody's like, Ugh, you know, you got to listen to stuff within this frequency range, Pythagoras, <laughs> all this stuff connected to the universe. Like, all right, I dare you to listen to a track that's actually recorded like that. And then they'll be like, Oh, actually no. Uh- <laughs> I want to, um, I want to see what their jam space looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want, I want to just, uh, uh, can I be here for like a couple hours and fuck with these instruments? That I don't know what they are. <laughs> so yeah. they're um, also an amazing live band. I, I imagine. I can't imagine. Cause like just, they're obviously incredibly musicians. Like, like that's, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about like their ability. And I can't imagine seeing them live is any different than like, Marvel at what they're doing. You know what I mean? Well, this is one of those bands. I saw them live before I listened to their albums. Oh, yeah? Because, like, the best concert I've ever been to was Secret Chiefs opening for the Melvins. Oh, okay. Wow. That, it, yeah. it was really cool. I think it only happened in Colorado because, like, they were on separate tours, but they were, they were like, crossing paths at one point. Yeah. And they're just like, ah, sure, we'll open for you. Or It was something like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's the exact case, but it's like they weren't on tour together. Mm-hmm. Um, it but I, for the longest time, didn't listen to their studio albums because it, like, failed to capture the energy of what they were doing live. Yeah. And I still think that's true. Like, the, the music's still interesting, but, like, it's, seeing them live is just so, so much better. Isn't it weird when you see bands live and you're, like, and then you buy their record at their show and you bring it home and you're, like, this isn't what I saw. Like, like Yeah, like, exactly. Like so, somehow you recorded this in a way that you lost all like energy. And also there's a, the, also when you listen to bands record and you see them live, you're like, I like them more now. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. So uh, this happened with a few bands. Like I saw the long winters live. Um, and I liked them more after that. Um, you know, being dead. But that's the guy. I remember his name is John Roderick, by the way, that's, that's mm-hmm. being dad's name. And, uh, yeah. I don't know what he's up to. I think he ran for mayor or something uh, in Seattle. Did he really? That's I, I, weird. He did some politic things, I think. But um, not. But I think before being dad, not not being dad now because he would just get, to be like 
he starves his child. That would be like the political. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's more or less disappeared. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, that was a book. <laughs> that M. was this time last year. <laughs> yeah. So that's Secret Chase Three Book M. Um, and it was Q and not use different damage. It was. It was both those things. But you know, what? I think it's time for now. Uh, new theme. New hopefully. theme. Yeah, I got the hat here. Let's see. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, there's so much piece of paper here. Okay. Um, we got... I got it on sale. I got it on sale. Yeah. I know exactly what it's going to be. Yeah, me too. Uh, I actually have to look through the ones that I got for sale. But, uh, man, this is going to be weird for you. This is a weird one for me. Oh, man. You're going you're gonna to have fun with this one. Uh, or hate it. I, so, at least with what I have in mind now, one thing I'm really excited for with this theme is the only thing it needs to meet is that we didn't spend a lot of money on it or we bought it. We bought it for cheap. So we can kind of approach it in a way of like, maybe we don't necessarily like it or anything like that. Like this is going to be one of my just like more, maybe not off the wall, but definitely more of like a, I did the only time this would probably show up would be, yeah, for for this, yeah. I think that's how it's gonna end up going for yeah. us. So this is, this is gonna be an interesting one, and this is a I think a Scott one. Scott, told you were. Oh, maybe. I, 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 you said you're I, supposed to be you're supposed to be writing down no, who submitted. I, them I think on just, the no, I do generally on the on the on the <laughs> on the, uh, on the thing I wrote down generally, but uh, I wrote this one down the other day because it was in our messages. I'm like, fuck, I forgot to put one down. This was it. So well, if you submitted this theme, blow up those comments. Yeah, and like you know, uh, get mad at me, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a next themes I got on sale, and that will be a fun and I think interesting episode. I agree. I mean, all these episodes are fun, and interesting, right? Hopefully, for at least for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, what else you going, pal? Well, uh, me and a friend of mine do the music for this podcast. So if you like the intro, the outro, which you're listening to now, um, you can check us out at smell.bandcamp.com. We've got two little album EP thingies on there. They're free or pay what you want. So if you do want to pay something for them, you can, but you are not obligated in any any fashion. Uh, And that's it. That's really all I have going on. How about you? I do a weekly movie podcast called Movies Don't Suck and Some That Do. Uh, we do two new movies a week. Uh, by the time this comes out, I don't know exactly because beginning of January is always weird when it comes to uh, movies. It's hard. Like January, February, like Baron Wasteland, like they just put. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff being re released in theaters that's up for Oscars, usually. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, um, we do a weekly movie podcast and. Uh, Check that out wherever you find Rick and I, you can find that. And it's me and my buddy Neil, uh, not me and my buddy Ryan. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, that, that's it, I think I have for it. I think that's it. Right? That's it for me. All right, thanks for listening to Rick and I. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.